Welcome to the 2019 Offshore Eye Biannual Report by Appleby, providing M&A insights and deal intelligence across the offshore region. We're going to briefly review the worldwide M&A environment before diving into what's been happening in the offshore region. We'll be looking at some of the biggest deals and finding out what sectors have been the standouts so far in 2019 and how private equity funding has been deployed. We'll also be covering some interesting new developments with initial public offerings, as well as what acquisitions offshore incorporated companies have been making. Finally, we'll be having a look into our crystal ball to suggest some likely factors that will also be influencing M&A activity over the coming months. Uncertainty is the operative word for 2019. Uncertainty surrounds trade agreements, growth forecasts, interest rates and political manoeuvring. This uncertainty about the future bleeds into the world view, feeding stock exchange swings, currency fluctuations, IPO valuations and ultimately the M&A market. Is this the calm before the storm? Or just the calm following years of economic exuberance? Theoretically, the economic fundamentals look good with low energy prices and, in most countries, low unemployment and low interest rates. However, recessions are as much about perception as they are about hard numbers. Negative consumer sentiment stops spending, investors choose to part their money, or businesses don't make the investments they were going to, creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. But while recessions certainly aren't great, they're not usually as uncharacteristically bad as the last one. Most economists expect any new recession to be milder and shorter because household debt is lower and banks are well capitalised. The offshore region has a number of strengths which come to the fore at delicately balanced moments such as this. Generally stable from a political, regulatory and economic perspective, it has a renowned ability to provide swift, efficient and cost-effective solutions for international M&A deals, listings, incorporations and restructurings. It helps eliminate execution risk and has the skills and imagination to provide a wide range of methods of accessing the markets, even in the face of a more challenging investment period. Please don't hesitate to get in touch with Appleby should you wish to discuss any of the issues highlighted in this report. Looking at the international environment, the volume and value of M&A globally over the first half of 2019 was led by a charge from North America, while the rest of the world stuttered and slowed. Whilst overall value rose from 2.6 trillion over the latter half of 2018 to 2.8 trillion over the first six months of 2019, deal volume dropped by 2,000 to 61,000. The slowdown was not unexpected with well-publicised economic and geopolitical issues such as long-term bond prices, trade tariffs, regulatory intervention and Brexit now appearing to have a knock-on effect in some boardrooms. Worrying signs have also been coming from continental Europe from the weakening of the German economy to Italy's fraught political landscape. Developments in China over the last few years have had a knock-on effect on multiple aspects of the world economy. Since late 2016, when Chinese regulators began to increase scrutiny over companies' overseas investments amid concern over excessive capital outflow and a build-up of corporate debt, the astonishing levels of growth recorded by the Chinese economy have started to slow. This calculated move helped calm some of the wilder excesses typical of a fast-growing economy and meant a return to a more considered M&A activity. Despite these developments, the search for growth and any technological edge continue to be two powerful drivers of deals and companies remain global in their outlook. Companies are increasingly divesting subsidiaries as well, sometimes under activist pressure, creating leaner operations with higher valuation multiples. 
three quarters of the way into the year, activity levels remain relatively strong on a historical basis, supported by an accommodating environment of generally stable equity markets, cheap credit, favourable exchange rates, private equity houses with record amounts of dry powder, and a steady stream of large new deals. Meanwhile, Brexit does not seem to have impacted M&A activity as forcefully as had been speculated. The weak pound has in fact made British firms attractive targets for foreign buyers. Tellingly, the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, has made positive growth forecasts for the global economy for this year and next. It predicts growth of 3.2% in 2019, set to pick up to 3.5% next year, but notes there is an urgent need to reduce trade and technology tensions. Focusing on the offshore region, a recurring pattern over the last five years has been an increase in deal volume as each year progresses, which then falls back as the new year begins. With the original Brexit deadline at the end of March, a major pullback might have been expected, and while there has been a decline in volume, the start of 2019 has proved to be a busier period than the equivalent first six months of 2018. The UK is one of the main acquirers of offshore companies, but is by no means the sole market maker, which might explain the lack of a Brexit bump. Intra-offshore deals between different offshore countries remain popular, while cross-border activity has risen strongly over the past year, now making up a third of total volume, with some 58 different countries involved so far this year. The US and China continue to be the leading investors, but 2019 has also seen significant activity coming from Norway and France in Europe, and Taiwan and Singapore in Asia. Total deal volume for the region was 1,514 for the first six months of the year, the busiest start of the last five years. The total value of these deals was just over $120 billion, a lower total than we've become used to seeing recently, with the trend in full acquisitions coming to an abrupt halt to be replaced by smaller scale minority investments. At $80 million, the average deal size remains a similar level to previous years. The 10 largest offshore deals of the year reflect the more cautious environment we are seeing in 2019. Last year, the 10 largest deals were each worth well over $4 billion, but there have only been three of that size and scale so far this year. These mega deals typically originated from China or the US and have largely been curtailed in the face of trade wars, risk uncertainty and national security issues. The outlier this year has been the sale of a 2.8% stake in Cayman Incorporated e-commerce giant Alibaba by West Raptor Holdings, a wholly owned subsidiary of SoftBank Group Corporation, for approximately $11 billion. Few firms these days have the size and impact to truly move the market, so the opportunity to grab market share still commands a premium price. Aside from the acquisitions of two property developers, the other deals in the top 10 do not appear at first glance to have much in common. Sectors include gaming, travel and scientific R&D, but closer analysis reveals a strong technology theme. The companies have all successfully grown within their existing sector through the efficient use of technology, either by integrating new features into existing industry, such as travel agency services, or by becoming a market leader in a tech subsector such as software engineering, e-commerce or VOIP mobile development. There have only been 20 deals worth at least $1 billion thus far in 2019, compared to 31 by this stage last year. Deal volume has remained stable, but primarily in the sub-$100 million range. 
Moving on to sectors, there are five that make up the bulk of inbound offshore action. First up is finance and insurance. Almost one in three offshore deals concern the finance and insurance sector, and it continues to be a cornerstone of the offshore region, even though there have been few big-ticket deals thus far in 2019. Convex Group, a Bermuda-based property and casualty insurance company, was the sector standout, securing over $1 billion in funding for Onyx Partners 5. Rationalisation is also increasingly featuring in this sector, with assets being divested to reduce risk, costs, or simply because they no longer make strategic sense. Meanwhile, fintech startups also continue to shake things up and blur the definition of the market. Secondly, manufacturing. One of the largest offshore deals in this sector was the billion-dollar restructuring of Crystal International Group, a Cayman Incorporated and Hong Kong-based clothing manufacturer. Manufacturers of high-end electrical equipment and specialist motor vehicles have also been top-priced targets. Thirdly, construction. The main areas of this sector are civil engineering, construction of buildings and specialised construction, which includes plumbing, electrical and other installation activities. With a typically long timeline in mind, especially for major infrastructure projects, the concerns about the economic outlook are curtailing demand in this sector following a strong showing last year. Fourthly, wholesale and retail trade. The retail and wholesale industry is concerned with the purchase and sale of goods to the public or to businesses. The rise in international trade disputes has been putting the brakes on wholesale deals, although retail action has remained steady, with stakes being taken in supermarket and shopping mall operators, as well as more niche areas such as sports shoes and jewellery. For wholesale, perfume and cosmetics was the most popular target field. And fifthly, information and communications. One of the largest offshore deals of 2019 has been the purchase of Eaton Towers Holding, a Jersey-registered company which operates an African telecoms mass business. The acquisition could trigger further M&A in the towers market. Towers have become tradable assets for telecom companies worldwide, and there is much potential for consolidation. M&A in this sector has reached new highs with consistent demand for new technologies to drive strategies and expand into new or existing industries. There are also several fast-growth subsectors. Led by Alibaba, information service activities have steamed ahead with well over $30 billion investment into the subsector so far this year. The related field of software publishing has also seen a lot of investment, as well as the education sector, which is increasingly embracing technology. The healthcare sector has become increasingly competitive as well, with the time between the launch of a drug and that of its competitor rapidly narrowing and forcing incumbents into action. When it comes to geographic trends, as has been already been mentioned, with the notable exception of North America, activity across the rest of the world has cooled off from 2018's frantic level of action. The offshore region reflects this trend, with most offshore jurisdictions reporting slightly lower levels of deal volume. Cross-border activity continues at the proportionally high level that it hit last year, though, with more than one in three deals now coming from outside the region. Attracted by the flexibility, certainty and efficiency of the statutory merger regimes on offer. Hong Kong activity levels have dipped sharply compared to the final six months of 2018, with local political protests and China's trade war inevitably having a knock-on effect on M&A levels. Elsewhere, Bermuda and Caribbean targets have also proved less popular this year, while uncertainties remain about how Brexit will play out for the British overseas territories. 
Direct impact is expected to be fairly minimal given trade levels with the EU, but one area of concern is that without the UK, the territories will no longer have a voice within the European Union on financial services policy. Despite the eye-catching make-my-trip investment, Mauritius and Seychelles also saw declines in activity levels, although there were deals to be had in sectors ranging from air transport to fertiliser manufacturing. Fintech may increasingly feature in the future. The Mauritius government is supportive of blockchain technology and recently implemented a sandbox licence recognising cryptocurrency as a digital asset. The recent budget also focused on the promotion of fintech services and the government has announced the introduction of a new licence for fintech service providers. The Crown dependencies buck the downward trend and have made a strong showing in 2019 with the Isle of Man in particular having a busy period with telecoms and energy companies. Jersey features twice in the top 10 largest deals of the year so far, while Guernsey has seen local deal value rise, thanks in part to the $889 million acquisition of SafeCharge, the global payments technology company. 2019 has seen a drop in offshore incorporated companies being targeted by investments financed via private equity and venture capital. There were 67 deals during the first six months of the year, which is slightly below the typical six-month average total observed over the last few years. In total, Private equity-backed buyouts accounted for $6.7 billion, or 6% of 2019 M&A activity so far. The exit cycle typically ramps up over the course of the year, and 2019 looks like no exception, with the 16 exits so far recorded slightly down on the tail end of last year. Value looks promising, though, with over $11 billion raised via the exits, mostly in the form of small stakes, and typically in property, information services, or R&D companies. Recently, there has been a focus on offshore fiduciary companies. Continued interest by private equity is resulting in aggressive consolidation in the fiduciary space. Examples include the disposal by TMF Group, a global provider of compliance and administration services, to CBC Partners for a total consideration of $1.7 billion, and Apex Group and Genstar Capital acquiring the Deutsche Bank Alternative Fund Services business. Fiduciary assets are attractive to private equity given the strong recurring cash flows derived from annuity-like revenues and the opportunity to apply rigorous management methods. Offshore jurisdictions are popular with private equity managers as there are several corporate structures that have been designed with private equity in mind, along with supportive regulatory regimes which oversee the wide range of investing and risk management tools that the funds may use. Private equity M&A is frequently cross-border and the permissive corporate regime tax-neutral status and stable regulatory environment found in the offshore region have also made it an attractive choice for the setup of holding companies for the pooling and staging of investment monies prior to cross-border investment. Now let's turn our attention to initial public offerings. Some companies are waiting for geopolitical uncertainties to pass and IPOs worldwide are down on 2018 levels. High-profile erosion of value in some recently listed technology companies has also underlined the difficulty in correctly pricing unique new enterprises, but nevertheless, IPOs continue to offer an attractive route for many companies to raise money. The offshore region saw 144 companies announce their intention to list on an exchange. The top sector for announced offshore IPOs was information services, with data processing companies hoping to use the extra investment to increase market share in this rapidly evolving field. Manufacturers of electronics and machinery have also been busy issuing prospectuses, hoping to fund product development and enhance operating capacity. An interesting new development 
has been the growing popularity of Special Purpose Acquisition Companies, or SPACs. These are vehicles that raise funds through an IPO and then deploy them once the right target is identified. These blank check companies often incorporate in Cayman or BVI before listing in the US, and 2019 looks set to be a banner year with both volume and amounts raised powering ahead of previous years. IPOs may decline in the face of stock market and political volatility, but the offshore region has already facilitated a number of direct listings, for example Flex, LNG and Bermuda, which are viable alternative options. Well-prepared companies with the right equity story will continue to make the leap to public listing when the timing is right. In addition to the companies kicking off the listing process, so far 79 offshore companies have successfully completed their public listing in 2019. And while offshore companies can be found on all major exchanges, the main three hotspots are London, the US and Hong Kong. As might be expected, Crown dependency companies feature mostly on the London Stock Exchange and its alternative investment market for smaller growing companies, while Bermuda, BVI and Cayman companies frequently show up on the New York Stock Exchange and the Nasdaq. What is less well known is that the Hong Kong main market and its related growth enterprise market are dominated by offshore companies, with Asian companies often finding the relative simplicity of Bermuda and Cayman Islands company law attractive, along with plenty of offshore legal support available locally. This is illustrated by the fact that over 1,800 Cayman and Bermuda companies are currently listed in Hong Kong, of which Appleby has brought over 375 to market. By comparison, there are just over 500 companies listed in Hong Kong from every other country in the world. Finally, we come to acquire-side activity. The offshore region works as a place for transactions to smoothly occur and consequently sees a lot of activity as an efficient base for an acquisition or investment to be made from. The stable regulatory and legislative environment offshore supports strong deal flow. So far in 2019, there have been 1,589 deals announced with a cumulative value of $124 billion, both totals slightly ahead of the amount of inbound action. There have been a number of multi-billion dollar deals into a range of businesses, including real estate, hospital management, satellite telecoms, and airline catering. Bermuda was a particularly popular base, with levels of outbound activity considerably higher than last year, including one of the largest offshore acquisition deals of 2019 to date. The $2.2 billion purchase of Vivat NV, the Netherlands-based insurance provider. Following intense interest, the company was eventually acquired by fellow Dutch insurer NN Group, partnering with Bermuda's Apollo Management via Athora Holding. The targets of these acquisitive offshore companies were spread across 62 different countries. China, the UK and United States are receiving most attention, but there has also been considerable focus on the major Asian and Oceania countries. India, Japan, Singapore and Australia all feature heavily, and there have also been large individual deals focused on Western Europe. Information and communication firms continue to dominate as the main target sector with investment funds and banks keen to take stakes in these potential fast-growth companies. Financial services companies have been busy on both sides of the deal, with poorly performing divisions now disposed of and capital positions and new regulations accounted for, many finance houses are in good shape and busy making acquisitions and investments. So let's take a look ahead at what possible factors might influence M&A activity over the coming months. Increased deal scrutiny 
Increasingly onerous regulatory requirements, security concerns and competition reviews are giving companies pause for thought. Cross-border deals and transformational mega-deals are likely to decline as a consequence. Environmental, social and corporate governance. Increasingly strident headlines combined with the powerful influence of younger generations on global consumption are making climate change a major disruptive force. Mining, transport and energy are industries most immediately affected with their environmental credentials and increasing concern to investors and shareholders. Improvements are expected from them. Technological disruption. Anything and everything to do with technological progress and digitization that can help organizations in any sector to do things faster, better and cheaper will continue to attract attention and interest. Technology is also changing how entire industries operate and many are turning to deal-making to stay ahead of the curve. Shareholder activism. Investor activists have become increasingly vocal and will continue to focus on M&A transactions, making their views heard whether they are advocating or opposing the deal. Other campaigns focus on potential spin-offs, restructurings and breakups, pushing CEOs and boards to consider a wide range of options. Food evolution. The food manufacturing industry is rapidly evolving due to changing consumer demands for novelty and healthier options. The ability for a medium-sized company to nowadays swiftly and successfully bring a product to market has upended a sector traditionally split between tiny local firms and industry giants. The latter have been forced to innovate and pursue M&A transactions. They're also faced with the delicate task of keeping the new products consistent and suitably marketed as they embark on deal execution and integration. And finally, mining resurgent. After years in the doldrums, there are some interesting developments driving a shift in the sector, partly down to the firming of commodity prices amidst demand for the minerals and rare earth elements vital to many advanced technologies, not least batteries, solar power, chips and electric vehicles. The full Offshore Eye report is now available on our website, along with the contact details of our highly experienced M&A team. If you'd like to know more, please visit www.applebyglobal.com.